Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you. It's lovely to see your faces, well, half of them at least. And it's lovely to see you at home. Thanks for joining us. And it's really great that we can all come together. So today I'm going to be speaking about the parable of the lost coin, which we find in the book of Luke, and a few reasons really behind this. Over the last few weeks, I really feel God has been tugging on my heartstrings and laying this parable really on my heart to bring hopefully some encouragement to us today. And a few weeks ago, I was sorting through a cupboard and came across a pot of old coppers, two pences and things like that. And I said to Adam, what shall I do with this old pot of coppers? Do you want to change them into silver? Because they're not really much of much value anymore. I mean, you can't really go buying any penny sweets or anything with them because everything's pre-packaged and, you know, at least 50p these days. And he said, no, keep them. They're extremely valuable. The next time Naomi and I go to the penny slots in Mumbles, we'll have a great fun-filled afternoon using up the two pences. The next day, we went to visit Adam's parents just before lockdown, and obviously outside social distancing on the patio table on a nice sunny day. And she had also been having a sort out. It seems that everybody is sorting out cupboards and drawers at the moment because they have a little bit of spare time of an evening. And she came to the table with some old stamps and some old coins, and she said, would you do some research on the internet to see if it's worth keeping these, to see if they hold any value or not? That same week, we were doing our shopping at a local supermarket, and we have built up a little bit of a friendship with the, the chap that works there, and he was serving a customer and giving some change, and he got very excited as he looked down into the palm of his hand, and he was looking at a very special um, limited edition 50 pence piece. And so he swapped the 50 pence piece for his own money and put that in the gentleman's hand. And then Adam was intrigued, so we got chatting to him. And it turns out he is a coin collector, and he collects coins. And did you know that some of these 50 pences are worth more than their actual monetary value? So if anybody comes across a 50 pence with the Kew Gardens on it, that is worth over £100. So have a look at your change, although everyone's doing you know, chip and pin these days. But anyway, the other thing he was telling us was if you have ever come across the 1933 old penny, that that is worth a million pound. Because years ago, only eight, I think, were ever released. Three were put under the foundations of buildings, and so there's only ever been a few in circulation. So whilst it's just a penny and no more of use to a collector, it's worth an extremely high value. Then I was walking up uh, the street, walking our dog Oscar, and a gentleman from the village, an elderly gentleman, was walking up as well, and we were having a little chat. And there, glistening in the sun, blowing about in the breeze, was a fiver. And this gentleman's in his mid-80s, he walks with a stick because he's got arthritis, and I've never seen anybody get down on their knee to scoop something up off the pavement so quick in all my life. And that afternoon, he, he appeared at my back door with £2.50. And he said, here we are, Shan, I've changed the fiver. We both spotted it the same time. So here's your half, but I was quicker than you. <laughs> Which reminded me of a little game my sister and I used to play when we were kids. We lived in a terraced row of houses, and we lived in an area where everybody would pass by to go to the town. 
So we were very sad as children. We didn't have iPads and Xboxes and phones. We did have a TV, but we used to entertain ourselves and we used to make fun and we used to do things and usually at you know, the expense of other people. And so one day we used to sell, we, not sellative, we used to super glue coins to the pavement outside our house. Has anyone else done that? I'm sure you have. Now all those people think I'm a lovely person. Now you know I'm not. And what we used to do, we used to set, super glue them down two pences and one pences. And then we would sit behind the window in the lounge, behind our net curtains. And for those of you who do not know what net curtains are, to you youngsters, it's like a voile panel that gives you privacy, but still lets the sun in, and you can still see outside. So my sister and I would duck down, and we would wait for people to pass by. And then they'd pass by, and yoop, here we have one. And you'd see them bending down to pick up the coin, and then realizing it was stuck. And then you'd see them going off down the street, all huffing and puffing, and sometimes swearing, because they weren't able to get the coin, because they'd been, what's the word, pranked, or caught on camera, so to speak. Then the funniest thing was one day, an elderly lady with a walking stick came by and spotted the coins and realised they were stuck and couldn't pick them up. And she was there literally with her walking stick, chiselling and digging to make sure that she got this coin off the floor. And by this time, we were, we were super gluing 20 pences and 50 pences because this was a few years later. And it was more fun because not that many people were bothered to pick a penny up because it didn't really hold value. And this lady actually got the 50 pence off the floor with her walking stick, scooped it up, and off she went to town, 50p richer. And so me and my sister were flabbergasted and really shocked and really pleased that that lady was 50p richer. And so the point of these little stories is to illustrate the value of these coins. They may not have monetary value, but they have value to the right person. And today I want to encourage you about the value that you have in God's eyes and for the value that we all have to Jesus. And so I want to look at this parable and we find it in Luke and so we're going to read it together. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now, I love this story. It's one of my favourite parables. And we find it in the section of the New Testament that is a bit like the lost and found section. Jesus talks about um, everyday examples of illustrations of things people would have been able to relate to. He would often speak about agriculture and farming and uh, bosses and employees and um, all of this kind of thing. And so today he's talking to his listeners about a lost coin. We know he talked about a lost sheep and a lost son. And so here we have the story of the lost coin. And traditionally, Palestinian women would be given 10 silver coins as a gift. And so not only would these coins have monetary value, but they would also hold a lot of sentimental value. And so today, I suppose, if you want to liken it to something that is precious, that is lost, we could liken it to losing a piece of valuable jewellery that we've inherited from a grandmother or something, or a wedding ring. Have you ever lost something at home and how it's so infuriating and you search and search and search until you find that important thing? 
Keys is a big thing in our house. The amount of time you will lose keys and you search down the side of the sofa, every drawer, every handbag, every pocket, and you search and search and search and you put all the lights on and you get your sweeping brush and you sweep under the sofa to see if they've dropped there. And so you search until you find what is precious and important to you. And so not only would this woman have realised that she had lost something that was, you know, valuable, it would have been very distressing to lose something so sentimental. And so when she found this coin, that is the reason why she would have really wanted to rejoice and tell everybody, hooray, I found this lost coin. And she would have told her neighbours and her friends, come rejoice with me. And I always remember this parable and being taught it as a little girl and remembering my Sunday school teacher explaining that this is like a spiritual exchange. That when a person responds to Jesus and says sorry for the things they've done wrong and asks Jesus into their life to be their friend, their leader, their father, their guide and commits in a way to follow Jesus, that this spiritual transaction takes place and it's like in heaven, the angels rejoice. So when somebody turns to Jesus, there's a party in heaven. And I used to remember that and love that. And that's a wonderful illustration that we can hold on to, not just for ourselves, but for those people that we love and we communicate Jesus to as well. <clears throat> we are precious. In John 3:16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This is one of the most famous Bible verses, isn't it? And this is so true. And the parable of the lost coin is Jesus explaining to people, as we know, he spoke in parables to help his listeners understand the spiritual parallels of the kingdom of God and what he was here to do. And so here we see him communicating the love of God and how people who are so precious and so valuable and have so much worth in God's eyes are worth going searching for, you know? And it's like some of us, we may have believed in God. We kind of know about Jesus. We hope that one day we'll end up in heaven, but we're not too sure. And this is a message to really kind of clinch the deal, to secure that spiritual exchange that we can all make. And there's a cliche saying that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He never forces his way or pushes his way into a person's lives. And, and in one way, that is true. It is kind of the ball in our court, whether we decide and what we choose to do with Jesus. Do we reject him or do we believe in him? And so this is the parable sort of underlying meaning. And I think as well, Jesus is kind of explaining how this woman went searching for this coin by lighting the lamp and taking out the sweeping brush. And in a sense, it's like we can almost imagine Jesus kind of coming looking for people, people that he loves, people that he wants to have relationship with him. And, you know, for people who've never responded to Jesus before, this is obviously what the parable is talking about. It's an opportunity. Jesus is inviting you to come to know him, to say sorry for the things we've done wrong, and to be, you know, in a relationship with Jesus, to be put right. But also, I feel this parable today and for us has another meaning. And sometimes we have perhaps believed in Jesus for a long time, and we would call ourselves a Christian or a believer, but during this time of lockdown and COVID and uncertainty, many people have become very distressed and very fearful and anxious. And people have become a little bit worried about what the future is going to hold. And it's affected everybody's life in some way or another. 
And sometimes when difficulties come or when uncertainty arises, even as believers, we can sometimes drift from our kind of spiritual routines and we can kind of question where God is in all of this. And sometimes we kind of distance ourselves unknowingly in a way from the relationship that we have with Jesus by kind of allowing perhaps old habits to creep in or going back to old patterns and old patterns of thinking and ways of thinking or falling into things that we know God has delivered us from, whether, you know, it's falling back into old sins or old practices or old habits and we can find ourselves kind of in a, a corner, in a dusty corner or in the shadows, in a dark place. And I want to encourage you today that even though you may have become a believer and you walk with God, but at this season you just feel distanced or you, you feel a little bit lost yourself. You were kind of wondering what the future holds and God, are you really there? And you have distanced. And that, this parable is a bit like Jesus saying to you today, saying to us today, if we feel like that, I'm lighting my lamp and I'm going to look for you and I don't want you to be left in the shadows in a dusty corner and whether it's through, through your own volition or not. I don't want you hidden under the cobwebs in a dark place because you have perhaps put yourself there or you are there at the fault of another person. He reaches out to us because he loves us and he sees the value in us and he sees the worth in us and he says, you are so worth it. Just like that woman who found that coin. You are so worth it. You were so worth coming to earth to die for. And if you were the only person on this planet, Jesus would still have come to die for you and to take upon himself all of those things that the Bible calls sin on himself so that we can be made right with God. And that is the essence of this parable. And so today I want to encourage you, if you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus before, let today be the day that you do. And if you are feeling that you have drifted away or fallen into old patterns, you know, I want to encourage you, don't stay there, but allow Jesus to illuminate your life. Let Jesus shine the light into your darkness and let your hand reach out to his and put your life in the palm of his hand and trust him, trust him with now and trust him with your future because he is the only thing we can trust in right now. And there's an old song that came to me yesterday and it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full into his wonderful face and let the things of old, the things that have distracted us, the things that have drawn us away, the things that we find we slip into so easily, let those things become strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And Jesus has so much grace for us. And just like the word Sarah brought to us today, you know, we can sometimes feel all, oh gosh, I'm so not valued. I don't understand what God's call is on my life. What good am I to you, Lord, because of this, that, and the other, the things I've done wrong, the way I've been raised, etc. But God sees the value in all of us. And just like as Sarah was saying today, he is adorning you with gold. Realize how precious you are to him. Realize how precious 
precious you are to that person in your house, that person in your work, that person in your university halls, that person in your classroom, that person who lives next door. You are of value and great worth and you carry the glory of Jesus in you and on you and through your words and through your actions. And so be encouraged today, people of God, to go and reach out in this season of desperation and questioning that people are finding themselves in. Be confident, be bold. You carry the glory of God within you. So go and share and act and show love and serve so people come to a knowledge of Jesus through your words and actions and very life. And for those of us who are finding that we're in a dark place, don't stay there. It's a bit like Jesus is saying, I'm lighting the light and I'm coming to get you. I don't want you to be stuck there, but respond to me. I love you. I care for you. I want you to follow me, to realign your life with me and let's go. And I just feel that is a word for us today. And so... Um, I'm going to pray now and I want to give you the opportunity if you've never responded to Jesus before in your life today may be your day and there's going to be a party in heaven celebrating that decision you have made and if for some reason we just find that we can respond inside to yes you know this is a really difficult time and I just feel like I have drifted a little bit I want you to just respond to Jesus in your hearts today that you say yes get me out of this dark place I respond to you I rededicate and align my life and my actions to you help me fill me with your Holy Spirit to live for you and to kind of follow you with my very life so we're going to close our eyes now and we're going to pray If you've never chosen Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity. Say this prayer after me in your hearts and minds sincerely to God. God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus into this world to die on the cross for me. I say sorry for all of the things I have done wrong and I invite you into my life right now to forgive me, to cleanse me, and I choose you to live for you today, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I pray that if anybody prays that to you today, you would fill them right now with the power of your Holy Spirit, that they would have this feeling of being washed and cleaned and cleansed, and this light would shine in their lives, that is you, and that you would help them to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And for those of us who feel that we're just in that corner, like that lost coin, a bit lost, covered in dust, in the cobwebs, in the darkness, I just want you to say your own prayer in response to Jesus now. Lord Jesus, I find myself in this place and I reach out to you today. I ask you to forgive me once again for those things I have perhaps let myself fallen into Maybe I've become apathetic. Maybe I have fallen into old ways and habits and addictions and patterns that are not helpful. And I give you these today and I ask you to help me. I align my life to you again and I say, Jesus, fill me with your glory and your light and your power that I may walk hand in hand with you from this moment into this next day and this next week and forever. Thank you, Jesus, that your grace and mercy are new every morning. 
and that today is a new day and you forgive and you love and you show mercy and grace upon my life because you are an amazing God. Amen.